you know David, we all know we all know his story in life that started as a young boy. And yes. as he became the leader, he made some really bad decisions that not only affected him, but it affected his men who were out on the battlefield. And he prayed to the Lord and he said, Lord, I don't want them to die anymore. So instead, take me. Yes. I'll be their sacrifice. But God, oh. because he's so good, he said, no, David, I have a bigger and better plan if someone else was going to come oh. to not just save your men, but to save everybody. But David still cried out on behalf of his of his people, and he said, "But God, I, I really need them to stop, to stop dying." And he said, "Okay." So in the heavenly realms, when God says, "Okay, it is done," yes. But the earthly battle continued, and he said, "God, why are my people still?" dying and he said well you need to go and make a sacrifice yes. so he went and we know how this story goes he went to a merchant to buy an animal to sacrifice and the merchant being so kind said you know what I'm going to give it to you for free and David says no he says I don't want to give the Lord anything that doesn't cost me anything yes, yes, yes. so a lot of times we are praying God has already said yes I agree with you but he's waiting to see what are you going to give him that cost you something. We can pray all day, but if we don't have that submission to Holy Spirit who tells us, no, I need you to give up this area of life. I need you to do this. I need you to sow in this area. Then it's not going to happen, even though our God Father already said it was finished. That's where us and the introspection has to occur and says, you know what, where am I in this? Because God says, you got to meet me halfway. I am all for you, but you have to meet me halfway. Yes. Now, David, even as we read later in Psalms, he knew where to go. Because in Psalms 21, 1, it says, I look to the hills, for that is where my help comes. Yes. My help comes from the Lord. So whatever your situation is, instead of looking at the earthly matters, let's look to the hills to our Father. Who knows all, but just know as our Father takes a step forward, we too have to take a step forward. We can't just expect to, to have God do everything when He has given us the ability to make decisions and to choose Holy Spirit and life every single day. So this day, I want you to say, Lord, I'm going to choose life. Set before me is life and death, but Lord, I'm going to choose life every single time. I'm not going to let my emotions dictate what I do. I'm not, not going to let people dictate what I say, who I belong with. Father, I look to you, and you are my help. So, Father, we make a declaration right now with open minds and hearts that, Father, that we will follow you with diligence and we will choose life even when death easier it's cheaper it's it just seems the, the right way to do but that inner spirit in us knows what to do so father we declare lord that we will take a step back to submit to holy spirit and with the spirit we will then meet you halfway god and we thank you father lord that that the path is already set that when we seek first the kingdom of god all things are added Everything is avid. If you're going through a financial turmoil right now, just know that when you seek first the kingdom of God, all things will be added to you. Time and time again throughout the Bible and even now testimonies, you can look back on your life and say, God, if it was not for you who were on my side. 
So, Father, we look to you this morning. We look to the hills. No longer will we look horizontally, but, Father, every day we will look at this vertical relationship, and this will be the best relationship. And because of that, everything on the earthly realm will come together in its time. We thank you, Father, that one day is a thousand days to you. So even though things may seem like it's slow, Father, you can turn things around in them in a matter of one earthly day. And we thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, as the word goes forth, Lord, that it will pierce every area of our life, that it fills every void. Anything that we may have turned to to fill those voids, Father, we release it and we declare, Holy Spirit, you come in like a flood. And we thank you, Father. We thank you that you are our help in every, every area of our life, God. That we seek you with diligence, Lord. We put you first, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give God a hand clap. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to stay in this atmosphere, but I want you to find two people around you and just tell them you love them. Come on. Let's do a family love affair for a second. Welcome your neighbor. That's why we're here. Strength like no other. Let them know. Welcome them. Welcome them. Let them feel welcome. Hallelujah. Oh, holy. Just for a second, Jesus. Jesus. 
nothing happens without you, God. Speak, Holy Ghost. Touch us, God. Touch right now. Touch right now. Touch right now. Touch right now. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Bless you, oh God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Do as you will. We bless your name. Genesis 50. Fifteen through twenty. I'm going to speak from the subject. It's for my good. It is for my good. And we're going to subtitle this strategic placement. There's a place in God that God is calling us to learn to win every time. And we're going to learn to have strategic placement to know how to win every time. Somebody say, I'm going to win every time. Every time. Genesis 15, when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us from the evil for which we did to him. So they sent a messenger to Satan, uh, Joseph, saying, before your father died, he commanded, saying, thus you shall go to Joseph, I beg you, Please forgive the trespasses of your brothers and their sin. For they did evil to you. Now please forgive the trespasses of the servants of the God of your fathers. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we are your servants. Joseph said to them, do not be afraid, for I am in the place of God. I am in the place of God. It's not saying that he is God, he's in the place of God. You can be in the place of God, that doesn't make you the God, but that does make you a God, small g being in the place of God. I am in the place of God. Verse 20, but as for you, you meant evil against me. That's what you meant. But God meant it for my good. 
but God meant it for good. In order to bring it about as this day to save many people alive. Father, speak Holy Ghost. I take a step back as you take a step forward. In Jesus' name. And if you love him, can you say amen? Um, you may be seated. I want to establish something this morning that will help us in the way towards the plan of God for our life. I want everyone to know that you are not having to or should be um, figuring out your life, but you have to know that you're in the discovery of your life. Uh, you're in discovery. Somebody say, I'm discovering. Discovering and figuring are two different things. If I'm in discovery, that means I have to understand the blueprint for uh, to search out a thing. To figure out, it means I take my mind to create a thing. So we're in discovery of a thing. How many know the Bible says God knows the plans that he has for you? For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to what? Prosper you. Oh, prosper you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. I, what I have for you, I, I mean good for you. I don't mean bad for you. Uh, the, the plans that I have for you uh, is it, so good that I brought my word that is good so you can learn to live in good. Everything that I want for you is good. There's nothing that I don't want for you that's not good. But in the process of knowing what good is, please make sure that you understand that the good that I'm talking about has to be the God. And, and so I, I want you to understand, we're reading Joseph, and, and if you did not know, Joseph was in a pit before he got into a palace. And we have to understand how many of you want to be blessed into your palace, whether that's your palace in finances, whether that's your palace in your body, whether that's your palace in relationship. How many of you have a palace that you're trying to reach? So I want to help you to understand the prerequisites of palace. Because if we understand the prerequisites to the palace place, we can understand the pit. If I understand the prerequisites to the palace, I'll understand the pit for the joy that was set before him, he endured. For the joy that was set before Jesus, he endured the cross. And many of us, God is trying to teach us how to endure, but he has to set you in the right sight for the palace placement prerequisites. Somebody say palace placement prerequisite. Yeah, you're going to learn the prerequisites of the palace. Now, the Bible says in Genesis 37, 4, but when his brother saw that the father loved him more than all his brothers. So the father loved Joseph more than all the brothers. They hated him and could not speak peaceable to him. Now, Joseph had a dream. How many of you got dreamers in here? Joseph had a dream, 
And he told his brothers, and they hated him even more. So he said to him, please hear this dream which I have dreamed. Sometime what I want you all to understand is many of us have been play, praying for God to bless us and to move us forward. Somebody say forward. Before we go forward, though, one of the prerequisites for forward is foundation backwards. If I had a rubber band for it to go no further, I have to pull it. Okay. I got to pull it in its own day. I got to stretch it. And the more that I stretch it, the further it can go. Some of you are being stretched and it feels not good. But I want you to understand the stretching is for a purpose. The pain is for a purpose. It's for a purpose. And I want to help you understand the purpose of the stretch. One thing about God, he'll stretch you, but he won't kill you. It might feel like you want to die, and it might be safe to die spiritually. Jesus, it feel like you're killing me. I am. Just, just die. Die to yourself. Don't, don't, don't have me on five news talking about pastor told us to die. No. Don't go off nobody cliff. Die to your flesh, your the part of you that, 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 that speaks louder than the word of you. Somebody says stretching time. It's stretching. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm praying for the blessing. Ah, many of you, you was in Wednesday night, you understand the blessing. I'm praying for the blessing, but do I know the prerequisites of the blessing? I think I need to settle here for a second. Could it be that the blessing is bothering me? I'm praying for the blessing, but is it the blessing that's causing me my problem? Let me not go too fast. You, 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 you have to understand, Joseph, I have a plan for you. But I have to take you through the prerequisites. So you can make sure that you know how to read the realm when you get there. Can you say amen? Sometime what we're going through is the prerequisites and tools that we need to settle us. Okay? Because God has to give you enough buy-in. God knows how much buy-in you have into him today. Today, how much percentage of buy-in do I have in the word of God? God knows the, the rate. God knows how much I'm really into it, and God knows how much I fake the end. You can fake in church, but God knows when you get home how much buy-in you really have. So God knows how much, based on what you have, will me putting you in what you're praying for, will it kill you, or do I need to stretch you? Do, do I need to stretch you just a little bit longer? So the prerequisites of palace is helping you to understand the 
realm notification and the realm principle for where you're trying to go. Can you say amen? Because once God set the table, he don't want you to get up. Tell somebody, I'm going to stop getting up. We established last Sunday that the word of God is the major uh, 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 line of understanding and the thing that we have to get. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So when I use the word of God, I'm using the God. When I use the word of God, I'm using God. And when I use God, the Bible says, and the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. So when I use the word of God, I'm using something that's alive. It's walking out of my mouth. Okay, we're going to get there. When I speak, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. So they're supposed to have power attached to them because it's a life that's coming to hug somebody. It's a life that's coming to deliver somebody. It's a life that's coming out of my mouth that's coming to break through someone's mind. So God has to establish word conformity. God has to establish word conformity. And what he's doing is giving you a divine adjustment. We learn, for though we walk in the flesh, 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 6, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. We walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. We walk in it, but we not war according to it. We walk in it, we don't war according to I don't like how little Billy messed with me like that. I don't like what you said about me. We walk in it. We don't war according to it. If I find myself keep warring according to it, I'm in the wrong state, place. We walk in it. We're not warring according to it. Are y'all staying with me? We do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, they are not corner, but mighty in God for pulling down the strongholds, casting down what? Arguments in every high thing that what? Exalts itself against the knowledge of God, casting down arguments in every high thing. That exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought. How many thoughts? How many thoughts do you have a day? <laughs> I think I left everybody right there. Hey, how many I got to cast down? Can I keep about 500 of them? How many thoughts do you have a day? Oh, yeah, you need God to keep this mind. I don't know about y'all. Some of y'all may have been raised better than me, but I need God to keep my mind. Come on, it get away from me quickly. I, I need God. Somebody say, I need God. See, y'all think, oh, you pastor. No, he, no, he, he, right. no, 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 no. See, pastors, we needed God more. Yeah, no, I need God. That's how you learn to be with the walking. This is not a, just a cult like that. No, no, no. You learn to live it because you need it. Tell somebody I need God. This church, we don't qualify flesh. I tell everybody in here, we're crazy. You crazy. You are crazy off the rocker. Yes, you are mad out of your mind. And you need God. Hey, you know, I've been in church too long. I, you know, I, 
I got it together, pastor. No. Depending on how much you learn to submit to the spirit. If you ain't learned to submit to the spirit, I don't care how long you've been in church. You need God. Because you're lied to me around the corner. Oh, I know y'all don't. I know y'all know how this flesh works. Have anybody ever lied in this place? Lift your hand. Have you ever cheated? Have you ever stolen? Oh, some of y'all, all right. Oh, Lord, I like this. Litmus test. Some people say, I ain't never stolen. Wow. I never heard that one before. Ooh. How many of you ever said the wrong thing? All right. According to the law, you are lying, thieving, mistreating, Backbiting, heathen, according to the law. So by the law, can you save yourself? No. Some of y'all still trying to save yourself. Well, I ain't that bad. See, you, you see how you like the law? Jesus said, you can't fix your self. So stop justifying that part of you and just learn how to get into the spirit and you can hold something. Tell somebody I'm going to learn to hold it. So we learn that the casting down regiment is the knowledge of God. Casting down realm regiment is the knowledge of God. And then the punishing realm requirement is obedience fulfilled. Okay. It's obedience fulfilled. We got the casting down and then we go through with the word of God at the end of our faith, and then we can punish it into its obedience. Learn to cast down, but don't stop there. Learn to punish it. Tell somebody I'm going to learn to punish it. So God is trying to give us in our life turning points. Somebody say turning points. You have to realize Joseph had to learn before the palace, how God works. He wanted him to know the ways. He wanted him to know the mindsets. He wanted him to know the prerequisites of understanding him before he get to a place, a position. Get the thing, the principle before the position. Okay. Get the principle before the position. See, you keep thinking, well, you know, Pastor, he went to school for this. That's how you go. No, 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 no. See, I, I didn't know that I was doing the prerequisite of prayer for a pastor. All I was trying to do is stay free. My wife said, why you, why you feel like you got to pray so much? Because I'm crazy. I'm out of my mind. You better help me see God. I'm not good for you, girl. I need God. Every time something touched me, she already knew I was going, hey, Jesus, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> Fasting all day. Yeah, why are you, why are you doing it? Like, I didn't know I was, I, I was doing a regimen of a spirit life. It was the regimen of a spirit. I was learning things by the spirit. Why do I know that? Like, why do I see that like that? I wasn't trying to be nobody. Just to stay in my help. I found where my help came from. 
and I learned to hold my help. Tell somebody I'm learning to hold my helper. I'm learning to hold my strength. I'm learning to hold my mind. I'm learning to hold it together. Then y'all told me later on in the church, oh, yeah, that, that's the regiment. For, oh. So sometimes God takes you through the processes for the position that he's trying to push you in. He's, he's doing something with you. But, but I don't understand. They didn't got to do it like that. He didn't say they had to do it. He said, you did. Wow. Tell somebody, stay in your lane. Well, how come Prophet Sheba don't have to do it? How come Billy Joe don't have to do it? You can get out of Billy Joe and Sheba's lane. Stay in your lane. Your Holy, your Holy Spirit told you to fast. It didn't tell Sheba to fast. It told you to pray. It didn't tell them to pray. So you stay in. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I, 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 to learn to stay in my lane because my lane is my lane. Tell somebody I'm running the race. So God is trying to give us divine buy-in. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him. All your ways. How many ways? All your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. I want to encourage you, if it's curvy today, it's going to be straight. Uh, I've been skipping and looping, but I'm going to learn to come in divine alignment to keep it straight. Our, we will always reflect that which we trust. We will always be a reflection of that which we trust. You will always be a reflection of what? Of that which you trust. What you trust, you usually start to become. Trust in the Lord and you get what the Lord got. You trust in people too early, guess what you get? What they had. You trust in a relationship too much, guess what you're going to get? We're going we gonna to bring it on out there. Hallelujah. I think we're in the right place now. Trust in the Lord and lean not into your... See, the problem is you keep trying to have to understand it. When the Bible says that the God is trying to give you love beyond your understanding, I'm trying to give you wisdom beyond your understanding. Stand. But no, I just I don't understand. I don't understand why they're doing it like that. You, do you got to understand the flesh? I say, you've been saying that every week. Yeah. Why waste time trying to understand what is flesh? Because what's flesh is and what spirit is. So I have to assess, number one, was it flesh? If it's in the flesh, I can go ahead and put my tools down. 
because there's nothing that I can dissect in the flesh to find anything good in it. Y'all catching me? Now, if I have tools to see why it's flesh, that's okay. But if I have tools to dissect why you said that to me, why did you do that to me? And then I check how submitted you are to the spirit. And if you're not submitted to the spirit, why did I have an expectation of your flesh? Uh-oh. Is this too much? I forgot. I got it. All right. So the question is, it wasn't about you first. It was about my expectation pre-spirit. Am I angry with myself? Now, I'm going to help you get out of anger with yourself. But, but I want you to understand, before I can be angry at you, i got to be angry with myself. Because my expectation has to bring me to a place of anger, but my expectation is dependent upon the principles associated with what I'm trying to get out of you. That's why the Bible says you war and fight and do not have. Actually, let's go a scripture up. He said, where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they, do they not come from your members? So he's telling you where fights come from, where wars come from. Do they not come from your members? Then he said, you war and fight and do not have because you do not ask. And when you ask, you ask amiss because you're trying to do it for your pleasure. You're trying to study for your pleasure. You're trying to do this. You're trying to pray to prove somebody. But are you doing it for my pleasure? Are y'all staying with me? So I want you to understand, God is trying to get us understanding of the prerequisites of principles so we can learn to have a strong backbone in the palace. Can you say amen? God is taking you to the palace place. Now, we must learn to trust. Somebody say trust. You got to learn to trust God. I know you love God, but do you? I know you love him, but do you? I know you love your boo thing, but do you? Okay, I'm, don't, don't get mad. Don't walk out. Uh, hold on. Lock the doors. Uh, lock, 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 lock. I love him, but do you? Ah, see, that's a different conversation. See, because we make it because we love God, we automatically trust God. Ah, no, no, no. Ah, um. So God is saying, I know you love me from based on what you perceive your love is. Based on your definition of your love. But do you trust me? Well, now, that, that's a different conversation. Because I, I, I'm trying to give you information beyond your problem. I don't have a problem. And I don't mind your problem. But I want you to understand that I need to come in. A, I need your problem to be addressed a certain way so my glory can be seen. Y'all stand with me? The problem is we live in a society that's numb to submission. In all your ways, submit to him. 
In all your ways, what? Okay, we're numb to submission. Because we've done it, got it done wrong, we've been in religious cycles, we've seen how people control, we've seen people handle briefcases, we've seen all kinds of stuff. And we don't understand submission. And so we are numb to submission. Oh, yeah, hear what I'm saying? Even when it comes to our families, there's many abuse, abuse, misuse, neglect. It causes a defect in submission. I'll submit when you're in my face, but when you go, come on, y'all know the story when you went to college. I listened to daddy and mama until college time. Hey, first day on campus, baby. Acting like I'm about to go study. You ain't studying nothing. As soon as they left out that door, whoa, jumped on your bed, ready to go. What's the next party? Y'all stop playing. What's the next party? Mama, daddy called. Hey, yeah, you know, I'm just getting it together. You ain't getting nothing together. Them boxes are still full. Why? Because you learn respect, not submission. You've learned to respect, not submit. Submission brings, it helps you to understand affirmation, approval, acceptance, the 3A, the 3A malnourishment for your understanding. But this zeitgeist Okay, let me not give you definitions here. Generation, zeit, time, geist, spirit. This time spirit that's ruling this time has our minds twisted. And the zeitgeist spirit helps people to go into self-government out submission. See, the devil don't have to kill you if he keep you in not knowing the ways of God. Because not knowing the way of God is already against you. Okay, let, 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 okay. Did Jesus curse sin already? I didn't say he cursed you. Did he curse sin? Yeah. If sin is cursed and I'm in it, was God after me or was he after the sin? Uh-oh, we're going to get something now. So sometimes what I'm feeling is as if God doesn't like me and he wasn't after the me that I need to be. He was after the me that I don't need to be. If these chairs are together and I come to attack, it seemed like that I'm trying to attack both of them. But what I was doing is trying to let it off of you, but it's moving you too. And sometimes the detachment Feels like God is messing with you. Tell somebody, God is messing with me. <laughs> it makes me feel like he's messing with me. Stop messing with me. I don't know what you're trying to do, but you're messing with me. And maybe he's just trying to detach you. But you're moving with it. Sometimes you're holding on to it. He like, oh, you don't want to let go? You're my child. What, what are you going on? Hold on, hold on. You're my child. You don't want to let go? God knows the buy-in regimen that he needs for you. That's why. How many of y'all know you're hard-headed? Okay, since you told me you're hard-headed, you're going to need a hard-head way. 
I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, that wasn't against you. Some of us need that hard head way. Because God knows we're not going to respond as we ought to if it's not hot enough. But I declare you're going to learn how to have the ear to hear. Can you say amen? All right, let's get to the point here. We have to stop attacking what we don't understand and can't comprehend. There are some things that God is trying to get us to understand because of the type of generational turn. Sometimes, times and seasons is according to the culture of the generational turn. When you don't understand the spirit of a generation, you don't know a season is about to shift. So you didn't have the prerequisites to plan and prepare for that season because you didn't understand the spirit of the age. Culture of the age. The mental defilement of the age. God is trying to give you prerequisites, principal prerequisites, before things happen. That's why he's trying to show you beforehand. In all things, God want to show you, tell somebody beforehand, do I, write this down, do I have beforehand principles? Do I have pre beforehand? Why did I get in an argument? Because I didn't have beforehand principles. See, when I have beforehand understanding, I go in prepared. When I'm not prepared, I'm going in blind. Do y'all think Jesus going anything blind? So he had beforehand principles to handle what he was about to handle. Can you say amen? I need you to understand God is trying to get you to the palace, but he has to give you the principal application and understanding. I just told the, 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 the discipleship class, the mastery class, that revelation does not equal manifestation. So stop it. Just because you got a revelation, that does not mean it's going to manifest. Stop it. There's a middle ground. It's called application. So even if you got a revelation and you run right to waiting on your manifestation and you miss the application, you're not going to see the manifestation. And what happens is the devil likes that because he says, look at your God. He's not answering you. Look at your God. You're supposed to be way further than you ought to be. Look at your God. Look at your God. And then now we take a step back in our heart and say, I don't understand it. And then you get tired of not using what you feel you're called to because you got revelation. And then you force your way into something premature of application. So you become the child that took his father's goods and run off because you were tired of waiting. 
not knowing all that was his was yours in the house. <laughs> the prodigal son, how many of you know the prodigal son story? He's like, Daddy, give me all my goods. I'm tired of waiting on my promise. You're living in the promise, but I'm tired of waiting on my own. Just like Adam and Eve. Why would you do something you have control of everything? The enemy likes to trick you to believe you're not what you actually are already. Y'all catching me? But if we have application, then we'll have understanding. With all thy getting, get what? With all thy getting, get what? So when I check your understanding, it's not a check to show how bad you are. It's a check to say, hey, let's get the understanding. Because if you understand it, you can reproduce it. If you understand it, you can do what? If you can't reproduce it, you don't understand it yet. Can you say amen? So I want to help you understand what God is trying to get out of you pre-palace. He's trying to get something into you pre-palace. Can you say amen? Isaiah 42, 8. I am the Lord. That is my name. And my glory I will not give what? To another. Nor my praise to carve images. My glory I will not give to what? Another. Now I want you to understand what the glory come to do. Now the word glory is means splendor. It means uh, a judgment. It means it's, it's the, the Greek word doxa. Okay. And it crosses over into splendor, uh, judgment, justice. It, 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 it crosses over into extensions of dimensions of God. Okay. The God, the God particle of a thing. We, we got that? Now, I want you to understand the glory in the old covenant was the law of Moses. The glory in the new covenant is Jesus Christ. Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? In us. So where's the glory? So where does the glory come out of? Oh. Show me your glory. Where is it coming from? So there's a glory that's coming out of us. Okay, where does the presence come? Okay, can y'all handle a, 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 a government class just for a second? How many of y'all have felt a heightened sense of the presence of God in, the, in a place? Okay, I want to ask you a question. Where did it come from? Maybe I shouldn't go down this road. I, I'll do this another time. Where does it come from? Okay, how did I feel that high-level presence in when I came to church, but I tried to reproduce it at home, and it don't come? 
Is the presence coming down or is the presence coming out of somebody? <laughs> I'm going to leave that there. That's, that's too much today. You have to understand who you have in you. So sometime what's dead is because the people are dead. And what's alive is because of what's working in the people. So the measure has to be produced out of somebody. Sometimes you're working on somebody else's wave. Ah. Sometimes I don't have a wave, and I try to see if one of somebody in the church have a wave, and there's no wave. I'm going to leave that alone. That's a ministry class thing. You have to understand the glory is for everyone to experience. Go with me, go with me, go with me, go with me, go with me. Go with me really quickly to uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 4 through 7. Are y'all learning something so far? 1 Corinthians, we got to hurry up. I got 10 minutes. And my speech, verse 4, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. Of what? Which means... Persuade, there's persuasive words of humanism, humanisms of language, human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and the power that your faith should not be in the what? Wisdom of man, but in the power of God. For what he's saying is when we preach, we're not trying to tell you and show you our eloquence. For you to look at us, we're trying to show you the word of God so you can trust in the power of God. That's why I came to you in weakness and trembling. I didn't look good. But what I brought to the table was showing you him. All right. Verse 6. However, we speak wisdom amongst those who are what? Mature, which means, tell somebody catch up. Yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak wisdom of God in the what? We speak it in the what? Mystery, the mysterion of God. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for his glory. Oh, y'all watching. Yeah, yeah. For his glory. Oh, it don't say that? For who glory? Well, you know, I don't want to take the glory of God. Wait, wait, wait. Well, you know, I just, I don't want no glory. I don't want, no, no, no. Who glory? I gave you wisdom through a mystery. So when you walk in my wisdom, you're going to gain the word construction for what you're about to deal with. And when you have word construction for what you're about to deal with, you're going to go to be able to go through it. When you get through it, the glory that brought you through it just showed me. Yeah. 
Could it be you've met your point of altercation, but you didn't know what you were supposed to show up with? In this world, you will have many trials. You will have many troubles. How many? I know you didn't come for Sunday service to hear that. Can you give me another scripture passage that don't sound encouraging? I came to church to get out the trouble. No, no, no. You didn't come out to church to get out of it. You came to get in someone so you can deal with the trouble. Uh, come on, let me, let me help your language. You didn't come to get out per se. You came to get in a boat, get in a person so you can deal. Watch this. So what used to be trouble is not trouble anymore. Are we getting this? Because God is trying to give you the ducks of the glory. Say it can shine and you can manifest wherever you go. Somebody says it's time for the palace. We speak wisdom. And it's hidden wisdom. Somebody say hidden wisdom. Now remember, Christ is the power of God and Christ is the wisdom of God. So when I have the Christ and I have the word and I'm using the word to the effect that I need to use it, I'm manifesting glory. What holds us back is we don't know the influence of glory. Somebody say glory. There's the glory of God that has to come in altercation with your problems. There's the glory of God that has to come to altercation with your situation. Why? Why does, why does the glory need to reach that? How many of you know you're called to some stuff? How many of you feel like you're called to some stuff? Okay, let me ask you something. Who's holding the stuff right now? And based on who's holding it, do I have the keys to unlock it? So God is saying, there's a lot of things that you're perceiving about your life that you're thinking was meant for bad for your life. If we assess our life, how much bad is going on? I got this issue, this issue, that issue, that issue, that issue, that issue, that issue, that issue. I come to tell you this morning, y'all ready? I don't have one. That sounds prideful. You need to have one. Wait. Wait. I thought you said, <laughs> why do I need to have one? I don't have one. What I have are opportunities to grow in God. Y'all got to hear me. See, no, no, no. I don't have a problem. I have an opportunity. When you mature, you find opportunities. When you mature, you find what? If I have an argument, even with my wife, I need an opportunity to grow. I don't like how I sound like that. I shouldn't. I should be. So I find an opportunity. 
to go give me so I can get more of him. So my argument has become a passageway for strength. Because without it, I wouldn't have met another level of glory. God is trying to give you to meet realms of glory. But how can he give you to the realm if you don't know where to put your problem? Every issue has to come through the passageway of meeting the word. And in that name, every knee shall and every tongue shall. How many of those stuff is also confessing? <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to show you you. Because if you don't know that the earth has to manifest to the word of God, you don't know that your confession is making, it has to make a thing bow. So do you know how to put a thing in the place of God? Can you say amen? There's a glory that God is trying to give to his house, to his church. But he's trying to get us out of trying to prove things with natural remedies. You can't win with natural nature. You got to learn to win by the, you got to learn how to win by the, why? Because the spirit is who? Is who? It's God. How many of you love to live in truth? Come on, how many of you love to live in truth? How many like to live in a lie? So if we don't want to lie, I'm going to fight for my truth. And I know if this is not working the way God said it needs to work, it's not true. Tell somebody it's not true. My sickness might not be true. My poverty might not be true. I got to find a way to stop making it true. See, because if I keep making it true, it, it's, it's going to keep showing up. Which means my poverty needs new information. My sickness needs new. If I don't give it new information, it has something to stay alive on. What is feeding the dysfunction? Well, nothing. No, 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 no. It doesn't stay if nothing is feeding it. So something has to feed the cycle. Something has to what? Because now when you change its information, you start feeding on the word. And once the word gets there, the word that was there is like, I don't like you. I got to get out of here now. Can you start making the word don't like your poverty? Poverty in our body, poverty in our mind. See, the word will push it out. Tell somebody, let the word push it out. Let the word start to push it out of you. 
Are y'all catching what I'm saying? We speak wisdom to those who are mature. He was trying to give you a wisdom, not of this age, a wisdom that will bring the application for the manifestation for your glory. On your way to the temple, on your way to the promise, you have to understand the prerequisites of problems is proven. You got to be proven. Somebody say, I got to be proven. So you're proving your way based on how you're handling your problems. You know why we're not excited about this? Because everybody told you you can go around your problems and meet the promise. So your expectation been, I ain't got to deal with all that because I'm in Christ. But you didn't know Christ came to prove himself in you. <laughs> I can just go around that. I don't want to deal with that. I don't. We got that church finger trying to get to the promise. Oh, not that problem. Oh, no, I don't want to see it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Hey, hey. The church finger up. And we keep finding, we don't realize we got the church finger up, but all we're doing is going in a circle. It's called a circumstance. It's called a cycle stance. We're calling it something different, but it's the same thing. It's a circle. Well, I can't believe they did it like that. Then you move away from them. Two years later, I can't believe they did it like that. Wait, you, you didn't remember you did that before? You're in a cycle circumstance. You're standing, not moving, but you're moving around. That's what Israel did. Do you know actually history shows that they were actually going in cycles? But they were renaming the places. Oh, y'all didn't know that? Y'all haven't heard that? Yes. They were going in cycles, but they were renaming the places. Just like we do. We rename the people, but it's the same spirit. I went from one to the next, to the next, to the next. I said, you didn't know you dealt with that last time? But no, this one is different because I, no, 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 no. It's the same thing. Because I need you to see. So you can have the grace and the glory to get through. I got to prove myself to this. You know why? Because I've already dealt with it. So I'm really not proving myself to it. I'm proving myself to you. I'm not proving myself to what? It. Because I already dealt with it. It's under your feet already. The works were finished from, from where? Foundations of the world. That's why you need a present truth. The Bible talks about present truth, past truths, and future truths. One passage of scripture says, we were healed. One passage of scripture says, we are healed. You need a present truth. The problem is many of us are stuck in past truths. It's true, but it's in the past. You need something for today. Can you say amen? So God is trying to give you the prerequisites for palace, but you have to learn that that prerequisite is trying to push you into glory. 
And once you know that God is faithful in this, watch this. Christ has now become formed in you. You can move on. Your pit is a prerequisite for your promise. Your pit is a what? In every aspect of your life, wherever you feel pit life, know that that's an opportunity for God to build you. God knows the buy-in based on your responses to him. The problem is many of us know what we perceive of what we know what we want. But you got to realize God knows what you need. And he's trying to get you familiar with loving what you have before you get what you're trying to get. Love who you have. Somebody say, I got the Christ. If Christ is in you, I told you he gave me a hope in the future. He is the hope to the future. Stand to your feet if you can. Psalms 32, 7 says, you are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Selah. I come this morning to encourage you that the pit is not forever. The pit is a perception. The pit is a what? So when I keep sounding and saying problems, it's God have to deal with my prayer. So that's the first level. Maturity starts to say, this is not an issue because God doesn't have a problem. So if God doesn't have an issue and I have the mind of God, I need to be able to see how he sees. I need to be able to say what he says. If I keep seeing problem, God says the prerequisite for you is not blessing yet. Because you can't go into a blessing with the problem. Okay. If I take you into the blessing with the problem, watch this. You won't bless those who you made the problem. <laughs> See, because see, if you get around them, and guess what? I tell you to give to them. They were your problem. What you mean, God? It's mine. They got to get their own. Uh. Didn't the Bible say, bless those who curse you? Do good to those what despise you I want you to go to work and buy them flowers with a genuine heart today lunch is on you no they talked about me all around here today is your lunch day 
I ain't got enough money. You had to go to movies the other day. You know how to find it. I need your problem to meet me. I need your issue to do what? If your issue don't meet me, don't pass go. Why? Because until your issue meets me, you're not ready to conquer what I've already conquered. Y'all understand what I'm saying? There are things that God is calling us to, but he's trying to push the glory to you. Somebody say the glory of God. You know, the, the strangest thing is the church don't understand kingdom economics. And you say, why? The reason why you're so in tune with your workplace because you think that's your God. You don't hear in this message influence. You don't hear in this message money. You know why? Because you're sold into another realm. So your interest level is lower. But God lets his sons and daughters bypass people like that. You know why? Because he, he said, follow after those who by faith and patience have encountered the promise. So I'm not ashamed of my promise because I'm trying to show you how to get it. But you're thinking I'm trying to just tell you just about a salvation. Not knowing in the salvation is the promise. Is your next level. Jeremiah, what do you see? I want to perform my word, but I need you to see right. I need you to what? What are you seeing? Do you still see problem? If you're still seeing problem, let's get the prerequisite of prayer. What are the principles of prayer? If you pray right, you'll learn to see right. Don't bypass the prerequisites of palace. What do you? You want to redeem a relationship? You know what God's going to ask you after you just pray? What do you see? I see they need help. Okay, you don't see right. I need you to go back. <laughs> Tell somebody, check my your sight. Check this out. If you still see a problem, not an opportunity, we don't see right. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? It's time to see right. Lift your hands. There's a divine commitment that God is calling everyone in this place to come to. There's a divine commitment. Many of us need to see. Many of us need to what? See. So you can learn to say. And God wants to perform his word in your life. But he's looking for greater co covenantal commitment. God, I need a sign. You don't need another sign. I just need a sign. You don't need a sign. 
You need a relationship. Sign people are people who try to bypass relationship. You don't need another sign. Show me a sign. Why do you need a sign if you're walking in a relationship? He said, what is like this generation? Always needing a sign. I'll give them a sign. God is looking for a relationship, a spirit life walk. That's your sign. I haven't looked for a sign in so long, I don't even know when. Yet we've been blessed. I ain't need no sign. I followed the equation of manifestation. I followed the equation of manifestation and I expected my blessing. I don't need a sign. I'm not questioning God. I know he, what he said. You go from sign qualification to principal manifestation. Follow what I told you and you'll see what I said. Y'all got to hear me. Follow the pattern of what I told you and you're going to see what I said. Stop waiting on the couch for a sign. Get up and move into what he called you to move into. The preparation is the process that you'll meet where you're trying to go. I need a job. I need a job. Are you doing anything? I'm just waiting on God. Stop waiting on God. How you wait on God is preparation. How you wait on God is what? Is what? Are you preparing? Are you preparing your spirit? Somebody say, prepare your spirit. Every day, God, thank you. Father, thank you. I'm just preparing for my office. I'm preparing for, I'm preparing for what you said. So that I don't get so offended by people. Joseph had to go through his brothers. He had to go through jail. He had to go through the pit. And then God had to qualify him for the promise. You're about to get to a place where God has been promising. Based on how you handle what you're calling your pit. Based on how what you what? Call you. You say, Pastor, I need help. Good. Guess what? If it's prayer you need it, guess what? We'll stay a week. Come in every morning, every time you all. Just come on and lay at the altar. I'll put the music on for you. Why? Because whatever I need to get bypassed, what I'm calling my pit is my next phase. You're wasting time going here, going there. What's my next phase? My maturity in the word. When I found out that key, I stopped wasting time. Wherever I needed to get to in prayer, I got there. Fix my This is not even about you yet. This is about me. Lord, fix my heart so I can respond right. So I can see right. So I can perceive right. Show me the pattern of what I need to submit to. Show me the information that I need to submit to. These are some of the more critical or difficult ones. How many of you know you'll never grow past the information that you're getting? No matter how much you like somebody, you'll no, never grow past 
that information if that's what you trust. That's why here at this church, I want to have an, enough information for you or enough God for you to get where you need to go. Because if you decide to say, hey, it's not enough for me, I would just like to test it. Because if we have the realm ramification of maturity, some places have starting point maturity. And there's nothing wrong with that. How many know we're the body? So sometimes you got save a place. That doesn't mean that you were called to grow in that place. So you got to be mature enough even how to, I just, Pastor, why it got to be that much? It do. You got to know what you are conceiving. Because if it doesn't have enough information to take me where I need to go, I'm going to be stuck around that information. That's with everything. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? That's with what? For example, I'm not an accounting, but I learned money through my wife. So if you met me without my wife, I would tell you good things about faith, but I wouldn't probably be good at money. So I'm not going to lie to you. If you need a stewarder of money, I will have to give you another preacher. Okay, are we getting it? But because I learned principles of money through faith and tested it. Let me get out the money because they're going to preach it again. Let me help you. Sickness. When I felt something in my body, I said, how can I preach healing if I don't practice healing? He said, it's just your arm hurting. Yeah, in the name of Jesus. Arm, you better start getting right. In the name of Jesus, let me work my realm of faith. Let me practice this at home. Before I come to you, let me practice this. I got a headache in the name of Jesus. Christ is bigger than this head. So I start practicing my faith. So that I know it was right before I even come to you. The problem is we're trying to work miracles where we don't have the principle. And God will send a miracle to put you back in place of him. But it did not qualify the ownership of a thing. Because it's not original intent. What you are looking for, it's in you. You have to start calculating and counting the costs in Christ. Because he paid it all. How much did he pay? He paid it all. So how much of Christ do I need to know to meet where I'm trying to go? How much of Christ do I need to what? Know to meet where I'm trying to what? Now, the trouble is that this. Let me tell you the biggest problem. When you try to go there, I want you to understand that demons are holding the gates to it. So that's why you can't be movable. Are you catching me? When you know the Christ, when you get to the gate, you tell it to open. You command it to open. If you don't have the principle, though, you're commanding something that's going to hit back. And then we'll get offended and we'll step back. But I declare you're not those who are going to step back. I say you're not those who are going to step back. Lift your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus. 
I thank you that you're building warriors in this house. Come on, you're building warriors in this house. You're building warriors in this house. You're building ambassadors in this house. Come on, this is not a house of just regular Christians. We're ambassadors. You're building warriors. Mighty kingdom warriors that can handle what the devil is trying to bring. We are a restoration power center for souls. Father, we thank you for your grace, your peace, your love. Lord, I pray that every cycle that's lying to your people is broken today. Every manipulation of the mind is broken today. Redeem us, God, by your blood. Help us to understand. Help us to perceive. Help us to get it, God. We want to know you more. Above all else, God, help us to know that we may stand. That we may stand. We're going to stand this time. We're going to stand this time. God, I'm not going to rush you. I'm going to stand in you. I want to stand this time. Show me you. When I see you, I see my way. When I see you, I see that I'm a conqueror. I'm more than. I'm more than. I'm more than. More than a conqueror. Teach us how to work it out in us. Work out our, work out our ministry. Work out our prosperity. Work out our healing. Work it out. Work out your freedom. Teach us to work it out. It's in us to work out. Come on, open up your mouth real quick. Work it out. I came with a broken mind, but today I'm going to work it out. I came with the broken mentality, but I'm working it out. Work that word out in you. And we declare that word shall rise in us, God. Let that word rise in us, God. That I don't want anything else but you. All I want is you. All I want is you. I know you're there for me. I know you care for me. I know you're working it out, God. It's all for my good. What the devil meant for evil. Ah, what he meant for evil. I didn't know it was for my good. I've been thinking it was evil. But today I know it's for my good. So God, I place you in the place of my problem. I place you in the place of my problem. I place you in the place of my issue. I place you in the place of my dysfunction. And I say, work it out, God. Work it in me. Work it in me. Work it in me. Show me your way. That I have no need. Because you've made all the way. Thank you, oh God, that I will see the manifestation of the blessing. I will see the fulfillment of the call. I will follow you forward, no matter what. Thank you, Jesus. Repeat after me, Father God, today. I commit and submit to your word. I will 
hold your word through problems, situations, circumstances. Lord, help me in times of weakness, in times of strain, in times of pain. Help me to hold. Help me to hold your word. I'll cry through it. I'll fight through it. But I'm going to hold. I'm going to hold. I'm going to hold. I'm going to hold. I got to hold it. I got to hold it. Come on, lift your hands in the car. I'm going to hold it. Hey, my soul tight. Your word is truth. I'm going to learn to hold it. Forgive my rebellion because of my pain. I won't let my pain decide. I'm going to let your promise decide. I won't let my pain decide. I got to let your promise decide. I won't let my pain decide. I'm going to let your promise decide. Let your promise decide. Ah, I put my pain aside to let your promise decide. Hey, I put it aside to let your promise decide for my life. Live in truth. Abundance. I declare that whatever's been following you will learn to submit to the God in you. I said it's going to learn to submit to the God in you. You're going to hold it. That the glory of God, the doxa, the glory can be revealed. Many of you, God is calling you for your family. You've been praying for them. But the glory is going to have to come out of you. There's greater glory that's going to save your workplace. That's going to save your children. That's going to save your marriage. That's going, it's glory. It's glory. It's glory. It's the glory. So, Father, we thank you for your glory. Let it reign. Let it rule. You've given us power. You've given us authority to stand in the place of you and to be your body. We win today. We win today. Come on, I put on the mind of winning today. Come on, I put on the mind of winning today. I put on the mind of Christ today. And we win. And I'll give my emotion, but I'm a winner. I will stand to see all that he said in Jesus' name. Come on, give God a hand clap if you can. How many are winners this morning? Hallelujah. At this moment, we're going to prepare to receive our tithes and our offering. Hallelujah. How many are blessed this morning? Thank you, Lord. God is processing your pit. And he's giving you the regimen to overcome. The spiritual regimen to overcome. Spiritual regimen to overcome. Write this down. Spiritual regimen to overcome. What is your spiritual regimen? 
What is the prayer regimen? What is the fasting regimen? What is the regimen? What is the understanding regimen? What is the knowledge of God regimen? What is God? There's a spiritual regimen to overcome every level. There's a consecration regimen to every level. That you see the salvation of the Lord in every area. Hallelujah. As you're preparing for your tithes and offering, you may look at the screen at our announcements. Hallelujah.
announcements. Have a victorious week. Amen. Amen. How many of y'all blessed?